Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to The Stars Made Me Do It. It's Sierra here with Martha. Hi. And Mimi. Hello, hello. (laughs) We are doing an episode on children's charts. And (laughs) upon just (laughs) starting this, I realized that I'm the one who's the most like pumped and ready and excited for this. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this was such an opening for you because you were a teacher. And like, I I know you've told me about like times that you would arrange seating charts, like based off of the kids, like Zodiac signs or like their placements. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. I guess like this episode like came about, like I was so focusing on like the parent kid aspect of it. that I was like, Martha, the parent of the three of us, she, she is on this. And then I was like, I've been surrounded by large groups of children for years. (laughs) So actually Mm -hmm. we all have something to bring to the table. Yeah. 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 You guys are like, you guys, are, you're going to carry the team for this. And I'm like, actually, no, because <laughs> shout out to all the parents, shout out to all the parents out there. But like looking at your child's chart can be scary. And if it's scary for you, then you shouldn't look at it. AKA, I mm-hmm. don't look at my daughter's chart because I don't want to like assume the worst, which can happen as a parent. And if that's happening, then that's not the astrology, the, the direction you want to be coming from. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like I have it written down to ask you about that later. So I'm like really excited to hear it about like you and Matilda's chart. But before we get into it, Mimi, give us the rundown on all the socials. Let the people know. Oh, oh boy. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, we are at the stars Mimi podcast. We are pretty active in our stories now that all three of us are posting all the time. Um, And then all three of us also have our own personal Instagrams or not personal, but business Instagrams. Uh, Sierra's is at magical.bookclub. Martha's is at divine alignment with Martha. And mine is at mimis.me and also at harveymountain.alchemy. I kind of forget that that exists, (laughs) (laughs) like my actual business. Um, So check us out. And then also, if you haven't already, what are you doing? Go on over to our Patreon, become a patron. We release all of our episodes early and we are really like in the planning stages of a lot of bonus content coming out to you. Like consistent Mm -hmm. bonus content. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. And also those are our socials. If you haven't already, um, please go on over and give us a review too. Spotify is accepting reviews now. That's like a thing they're doing. Apple Podcasts, thank you to everyone who's done that. So all the reviews really matter. And um, I always check out the chartable charts. And also Ukraine is always on there. And so just constant reminder of like the war on Ukraine and giving what you can give and like all the Mm. awareness and sharing that, but also super shout out to Ukraine because they're always on our listener charts. Like we are always up on there and I just super appreciate you guys. So there we have it. And um, let's dive in. Let's dive into some children's charts. And if you haven't already, you should totally listen to the hereditary astrology episode that we did. Um, That is something where if you're interested in just seeing how astrology kind of like gets passed down through your family, which I think is the coolest concept. And I do not understand why, but Guillaume is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like he just thinks that hereditary <laughs> astrology is bullshit. I'm like, why are you okay with some parts of astrology, but not this one? This one we can actually trace shit. I don't yeah, know. Like whatever. he picks and chooses. He does, yeah. but he's an Aquarius and it's like a family tree of Zodiac places. Yes. Like, oh, yes. that's so beautiful to me. It's so cool. So that's an episode that you should definitely check out because it's really fascinating. And we're going to obviously it's going to come up a little bit here if we look at some of you sent in your charts of your chart and your children's charts. And so we're going to take a look at those. But, you know, that is hereditary astrology, the way in which we see how you connect with the generations, you know, 
before and after you. So yeah, refer back to that hereditary astrology. I feel like there is a difference between like the hereditary astrology episode and this one, which is more about, okay, how can I be there to support and nurture my child's like natural skills and talents? Whereas hereditary astrology is sort of seeing exactly like what's moving through the generations. And this, I think we're going to focus a little less on the parents and more on how best to like support your child based off of their birth chart. But we'll look at the parents' charts too, because we'll then be able to see like, okay, this might be where you struggle to understand what your kid needs kind of thing. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I also wanted to say, I feel like this fits in so well with this season we're going through where we're talking about the moon signs, because like where Mm -hmm. better place to look than the moon sign when you're trying to learn how to nurture someone. So this really ties into what we've been talking about and what we've been learning about. I love it. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I feel like um, there's been a point where I can't remember if it was you, Sierra, or not, but uh, where someone had mentioned, I feel like kids don't fully embody their placements. Was that you or was that somebody else? Because it's almost like they are figuring out who they are. I don't oh, think I feel like we always me. talk about this in group chat, but we always say the opposite. And we yeah, always think I that, always think that the kids, opposite. yeah, because at the park, I'm always watching kids playing with my daughter. And that sounded so weird when I feel like they embody their signs so well. I can guess yes. like right off the bat what that kid is. Like, yeah, I feel like they have such a is. pure embodiment of who they are, right? Because they haven't put any pressures on themselves yet. Like, infants like child children you know that's what I often say that kids act like their moon signs and I say that because mm-hmm. they're like our moon like you know as you've been listening to this whole season like your moon sign is that like who you feel deep down who you are when you're at your most comfortable and kids haven't like learned that societal pressure of like anything you know at, like when you're little I mean like some of us learn it faster than others or experience it faster than others but I'm just thinking like I don't know. I was such the little responsible Capricorn moon child. Like, absolutely. And you can also see with like, I'm just thinking like my mom was, I could definitely see her being like a wacky Aquarius moon child. Like, you know, not (laughs) what's going on, Celeste, you know? And, um, and I just, I can see that with, I don't know, like, uh, we see like Martha with Matilda, Matilda is an Aries, but we also like, we see her Gemini, like, that, that little like quirky, wacky faces that she makes and things like that. Like you really see that Gemini like moon coming out. So I think that oftentimes kids do act like their moon sign. And I think that that's a, definitely such a tool to use. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And that's like such a great way to nurture who they really are. Right. When they show you their moon and like how they embody their moon for you to say, great, like, I want to support this version of you so that you always feel that safe or that comfort um, to be your true self. Yeah. 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 And so if you are a parent, um, or if you have a lot of, you know, kids in your life, like maybe as an aunt or uncle figure or something like that, you know, just like looking at your child's chart or the child's chart And also looking at your chart in comparison, which is what Amy said earlier, you know, getting Mm -hmm. to see like it is about looking at their chart to kind of, you know, figure out where they're coming from. But at the same time, looking at your chart in comparison to theirs, like shows you how you communicate. Like the three of us, we look at the three of our charts, we all have fire mercuries. So like the way in which the, the three of us communicate and learn is in this faster and more like, you know, 
explosive way. And so we can tell that the three of us, like when we're talking, we can just like flame, 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 flame. You know, you think about that with a (laughs) kid. Yeah. You think about that with like a kid. And so, um, I was just thinking like in general, if you're looking at your child's chart in comparison to your chart, any similarities that you find are like great points to note, just like example, like your child is a cancer Venus and you're a cancer moon. It's like, ding, ding. We found two things that are, you know, cancer, like me and my child. Okay. So like already you have an understanding that your emotional self and those cancer qualities are what make your child feel loved. So like when you say you're like an Aries with a cancer moon, like when you are feeling that Aries fiery self versus when you're feeling that like really nurturing, like emotional inner self, knowing that, Hey, that, that inner version of me is what makes my child feel loved. Like you just can kind of not even like not change your personality, but kind of pull on those assets in order to know, Oh, when I am this version of myself, that's the way in which I love that word asset. Like that. I think that's a really beautiful way to put it. Yeah. And, and it also doesn't have to be like, you know, you don't have to just find Oh, cancer and cancer. It's like, Oh no, I don't have any of the same placements as my child. Like you're probably going to have something, but at the same time, like look to elements. I always think of like, that was the thing that got me started with astrology was elements. And I'll talk about that with like the teaching aspect of it. But like, you know, if you're a fire sign and your kid's a fire sign, okay, we already have fire as something that like we want to look into, you know, like, or just knowing fire and air tend to vibe really well. Earth and water tend to vibe really well or water, water, you know, all the elements with their own thing. Like those are the things where I feel like if you are looking at a basic chart, you're not an expert in astrology, but you want to know like what way you can best connect with your child or like connect to them. Um, I would like, that's what I would personally look at first is, are there any of the same signs what are they how can we mm-hmm. you know use them like oh it's it's mercury and it's venus okay so my communicating the way that they feel love the way in which they show love or you know oh hey they have a bunch of water and i have a bunch of earth like let's see how that water and earth energy can flow between the two of us like and i don't think it has to be you know you're always going to find something compatible i think of those as being the starting points of like looking at oh how can we how can we like easily communicate how can we easily vibe Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more often than not, you're going to be, you're going to find placements that are the same. I mean, that's the nature of hereditary astrology, right? Where like certain placements travel through the generations so that there's, that is such an innate connection that you will have with, you know, with your child or with your parent. Yeah. And I was going to ask Martha, like, cause I think of like, it's being such an asset to know your child's chart, but I'm not a parent. Like, do you see it as being an asset for knowing Matilda's chart or how does that show up with the two of you or with the three of you with her dad? Oh, well, yeah, that's a whole different story with her and her dad. Cause they have like literally super similar charts, but me specifically, I don't like looking at her chart too much in depth. Cause she has like a stellium in the fourth house, which can be a little bit intimidating as a parent to look at, but just knowing her top three is super helpful for me. For example, she's an Aries sun. So I know it's super important for her to use her physical body to exert energy and to be able to connect with herself. So literally every day we go outside and we play at the park but she's also a Gemini moon. So I know at the park when we're outside, she's best if we kind of have like um, a learning tool going on. So a lot of the time I'm like, hey, let's go find some flowers or hey, let's go find the, um, the, what are those called? Pine cones. And like, I try to use like 
a learning tool to make her brain working, not just um, using her body. So I feel like those are ways that I do know are helpful for her in parenting. But it's funny. I was just thinking about I like her, her mercury and how we communicate and things like that. And it's funny because I'm a fire mercury and she's a water mercury and she's um, just a little bit over two years old and really not talking yet. And I see my fire mercury being triggered, being like, ah, she's not using her words and not communicating fast enough for me. And I feel like this is going to be a theme our whole like our whole lives together that I'm always going to be wanting to communicate faster and she's going to be mm. feeling it a little bit more I literally yeah, like she'll need that. to really let herself feel what she yes. needs to say before she says she says it yeah and I, yeah I just got that ping when you uh, were talking about that Sierra and I, I really like the idea of like the way I am, my rising sign is the way that makes her feel nurtured. And that definitely makes me think a lot like about, yeah, that Gemini placement is how she feels nurtured. And really, I'm trying to figure out what that means. I love that because Gemini, okay, like you, and you have so much going on in the third house in your chart. So like, and if that doesn't all make sense to people listening, like Martha's Gemini rising. She has a lot of planets in her third house, which is ruled by Gemini and her daughter is a Gemini moon. So the fact that you have so much Gemini energy and are such like the neighbor, you are the neighbor, you know, you're like, I know all Mm. the neighbors. I communicate and have social time with all the neighbors. And then Matilda's little like Gemini moon is like, I am part of the neighborhood. Like I am Mm. a part of this. I feel like that connection with all the people around you in your neighborhood, like that's just nurturing her little moon. And that's just how you are. It's funny because also like a project I'm working on right now is like feminine circles where I bring like women all together and we sit in circle and we do rituals and we bond and stuff. And the first circle was last week and I really wanted Matilda to be there because I was like, it's so important for her to see me in community and like understand a womanhood community and like a bond that you have with different feminine beings. Anyways, and that makes me happy to think that that would make her feel loved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you both have air rising. So being in community, being in communication with a lot of other people, like I think that's both very priority for you. And then you both have fire suns. And not only is that like compatible, obviously by just element, but they're exactly trying each other. Matilda's mm-hmm. son is 10 degrees Aries and yours is 11 degrees Leo. So they're wow. in that really yeah. close trying to each other. That even though, you know, she has a water mercury and you have a fire mercury and she has an earth Venus and you have a a fire Venus. Yeah. Leo Mm -hmm. Venus. Mm -hmm. That there's some of that rooting and groundedness that she does bring to you. But you both share that fire and air connection with each other that people, your community is really important, but also like expression of self and um, determination and like moving forward. You share that with each other. Wow, I really like that because I do feel like she big time grounds me and I just feel like her divine timing in a line in like arriving here on this this plane was really grounding for me where mm. I'm I'm so fire and air I'm just like all over the place and she arrived and it's like you're actually gonna have to learn how to be still for the next two years you're gonna have to learn how to be patient and you're gonna learn how to, how to nurture yourself and a child which I never did before like little things like sitting down to file my nails like I was like 
who got time for that? I'm going to go out. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the neighbors. Like I got shit to do. And like, she's really taught me like a lot of that grounding. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, she's got Venus and Taurus, which really is about slowing down and indulging in the present moment. Like we've been talking about with Taurus season. I mean, I can relate. I've got Venus and Taurus. It's like, it really is about slowing down and letting yourself enjoy what you're doing. And then with that Mercury in, in Pisces, right. That she has to, yeah, that feeling of being where I need to be right now and feeling really connected to things. And I think that's so interesting because you already have that as such a priority of, you know, being present that it's almost like she's implementing that in your life Mm. in different ways, you know, Mm -hmm. like teaching you other ways to go about that, that connection. Um, I also kind of wanted to talk about that community thing and because she has a Sagittarius ruling over her third house, which is like your community. So I feel like in her life, just like making this assumption that she feels like her community is kind of all over the place, which, of course, she's like a bicultural being. And I really like that we connect in grounding in community because I feel like that will be something that will come up for her regardless of astrology like I'm from two different cultures who am I and I Mm -hmm. like that we're able to like kind of ground each other in community and like having a place I also really like the talking about the fact that you and Matilda have different Mercuries because this is going to come up later because we had some listeners ask questions and I feel like Mercury is such a, a huge piece of a kid's chart to look at and your own chart to look at, especially like what you just said, you're a fire Mercury. You are going to want to communicate and get answers fast. And then Matilda is this water Mercury who needs to feel through everything before she is communicating things. And I feel like that alone is just like such a huge asset for anyone who has kids, anyone who's around a lot of kids to look at your Mercury versus their Mercury. Because I just feel like the whole point of astrology is to understand yourself and people more. And it just eliminates, it just removes this whole layer of frustration. I feel like you, just, you knowing that your child has a water Mercury and you have a fire Mercury. If you aren't getting the answers fast enough, you have this thing that you can just like put your finger on being like, oh, she's got to feel through it. I'm feeling frustrated because I'm not getting Mm -hmm. the answers fast enough. But guess what? That's how I am. And it's not how she is. And that's okay. And I'm going to give her the space because the patience. Yes, it gives you the patience. It gives you the understanding. And I'm just someone who always needs like I need to know why I really need to know why I just feel so much more able to conquer life if I have a why like well why do I have to do this mom it's like you gave me an answer okay cool I'll do it just I like to have the why and so Mm -hmm. I think with that mercury because mercury is you know the placement of learning and teaching and communicating and that's so much what I feel like parenting is like revolving around and also like I'll get into teaching in a minute but of course teaching you know like if you have that like how am I giving knowledge you know versus how everyone Mm -hmm. around me is receiving the knowledge so that is a huge thing where I love that you said like look at your top three don't get too stuck in your kids chart especially if it's like oh my gosh they have this here is that bad it's like move on from it like you know your kid is amazing and they're going to be amazing you know just like keep that like you never mm-hmm. let a chart determine like, oh, this is dooming yes. them ever. Like never, mm-hmm. ever, I think ever. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect opportunity to bring up that somebody asked in like on Instagram, like, is my child going to be evil or good? And it's like your child's chart is not going to determine that if they're going to be evil. Absolutely. Right. Like 
It's just about nurturing their natural skills and what they are best at, right? Because I think we in general are told like, oh, we nurture what, how we're productive, but that's not everybody's natural skill. And so once you can really see like, oh, my child's natural skill is communication or my child's natural skill is creating things, being really productive, like being able to nurture and support that so that they can be the best version of themselves. And rather than, and also you don't want to, you don't want to parent out of fear of like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm terrified that they're going to be evil (laughs) Um, because then you know maybe you project some of that fear onto them kind of thing yeah well also you did it a whole Sierra you did an episode on serial killers and none of their charts are anything like particular like it's Mm -hmm. literally any placement can be whatever and also if I look at my own chart and I think about the quote-unquote bad placements I'm like wow those really help me and that's why I am who I am today so it's the same for your kids it's like yes it's like what I said the other episode about like all of my like Capricorn Saturn placements where they are and if you like traditional astrology look at that it's like oh this this kid's doomed you know and meanwhile like I never had any of that projected on me and I love I love my heavy Capricorn Saturn stuff, even though it's heavy sometimes, but I love it. And so I don't like, yes, anybody Mm. listening, don't, don't project the negative like traits. If anything, always look to the positive of it or don't look at it. Don't look at it, you know, just like focus on those top three, but definitely like fears are taking over too much. Yeah. If your fears are taking over it, that's perfect. Yeah. If your fears are taking over then just put it aside. And I like the idea of focusing Mm -hmm. on your top three. And then if you're and, and the mercury, I think that that's a really, a really great yeah. idea. Um, yeah, there's a reason mercury rules early education. I think that's why it's so helpful when looking at children, because it's the yes. way that their minds are developing in their early life. So yes. should uh, we move on to maybe some of our listeners charts? Absolutely. Let's look at some charts. We're going to look at the first family. So the person who sent in the chart was James. And he sent in also his wife's chart or his partner. I don't know if they're married. I shouldn't assume. And their son, Leon. So let's look right at it. I did write down some notes, just like right away similarities, which I can talk about right away. Um The mom, Marsha, she's an Aries rising and the son, Leon, is an Aries moon. So they automatically have that uh, connection exactly like me and Matilda. So same rising and same moon. And then, yeah. And then like the right away thing that I noticed about the dad, James and Leon, I hope I'm saying that right, Leon, um, are uh, he's an Aquarius, uh, I see or Nadir, sorry. That's what you guys say. And then the mm-hmm. sun is a midheaven Aquarius. They're both Scorpio risings, right? No, one's a Scorpio rising and the other one is a Gemini rising. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so this is actually like super, the same as me and my my dad, uh, where I have the um, Leo Nadir and my dad has the Aquarius Nadir. Which I think is really interesting because, um, so exactly like James and his son, because um, the way that their home is, that Aquarius home, the way James is in his home is the way that Leon presents himself to society. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's great. Very cool. 
And oh, it's yeah. sort of like maybe in the unconventional ways, like maybe in the way that you're parenting in a way that is more progressive or not exactly what like society is, has always implemented. That's actually what Leon's really going to take with him through life as how he shows up. Mm-hmm. I also really like that Leon has like a Leo um, Nadir because I just feel like that's like such a positive nadir to have like i have the same one and i feel like my mental health and like my inner world is very positive and happy Mm. um but yeah should we talk about how he can um be nurtured and communicate with his parents let's do it oh he has also a pisces mercury like my daughter (laughs) yeah so that and that mercury is gonna need more time yeah a little bit more well he has a full-blown stellium in Pisces at the top of his chart so yeah a lot of time and a lot of space to like figure out what's going on he's like a teenager right now 2013 oh no he's like 10 years no old. So I was this gonna say gonna show up. Penelope is the same age I'm like <laughs> she is not a teenager <laughs> not a teenager <laughs> no. that's me being really good at math okay no he's like 10 years old but I I I feel like that's going to show up a lot in his teenage years of like okay I'm gonna go hang out in my room for a little bit because there's a lot of like feeling happening in this body Mm. yeah yeah and I think that maybe where James and Leon need to meet in the middle there is James is going to want to speak out of a more logical analytical like reasonable way of like well this is you know the obvious order of events right that's so virgo of like i have the exact information whereas pisces is more yes but i don't feel that way so i think that might be where you find that you'll really have to meet in the middle and understand how leon is is quite different from you and that's what i think is so beautiful of like especially when there are oppositions in a family because it's like wow you're really being asked to step out of your comfort zone and out of where you like have always sat. Right. So like not so much in that conventional traditional way that you've always communicated or maybe thought in your mind. I like and then that a we'll lot. Also look at mama, mama and her mercury. She is um, a Scorpio mercury. So they're both mm-hmm. water. So, so they might be on similar playing fields in their communication in that sense. Yeah. Like uh, Marsha mama might, might be able to understand a little bit better without even talking how Leon is feeling. And also we can go back to that elemental compatibility there where, you know, the three of the, like this parent child unit, they do have compatible mercuries. You would say like you have water, water, earth. And so, like you said, because it's water mercuries, like mom and Leon have this, you know, probably don't need to actually communicate, communicate to communicate because it's a water mercury, you know, like just like this, like knowing, but at the same time, like with dad having an opposition, like the mercuries are in opposition. That's just such, I feel like opposition. You can, you totally understand the other person and then sometimes completely don't understand at all the other person. So there's just such a learning opportunity, but at the same time, I mean, opposites do like they have a chance to vibe so well together so absolutely oh yeah i love opposites holy moly yes yes okay (laughs) speaking about opposites though i'm just looking at their charts again james is a leo sun and then then um uh leon is an aquarius sun which is once again me and my dad i feel like they're totally best friends and it's just so funny that James has the Leo sun at the top of the chart in his 10th house. 
And then, mm-hmm. yeah, Leon's Nadir is Leo. Just going back to that, I just feel like his dad is his inner world. Like, he's so yes. important for him. He's learning so much from him. He's like, wow, the way my dad shines in public and the way he is exactly him and it allows himself to be seen is like lights me up and lights yeah. me up it makes me feel safe it makes me feel happy and I really like that I love that oh, cool. I feel like the dad James is like job is to really shine the light on Leon you know like mm-hmm. letting him letting his son really shine where Leon who's an Aquarius son wouldn't do that for himself and maybe wouldn't appreciate it right away but throughout life like as he matures and gets older and kind of goes into adulthood he'll realize like the assets that James was giving him by lighting him up by shining the light on him yes something else that we need to mention oh, sorry the Jupiter on the ascendant on. Can we talk about that? Uh, I was going to mention the three cardinal moons. Mom is a Libra moon. Dad is a Cancer moon. And Leon is an Aries moon. So all of these moons are opposite or squaring each other. They're all cardinal. So all three of you have that energy of being a leader and wanting to take the lead. Uh, so sometimes that can show up as tension if someone wants to be in charge of, of a situation. Uh, so I think just like, that's a really good point where it's like, okay, I'm going to bring patience to this. Cause I understand where the other person is coming from, like in this situation, what's great though, is that they're all in different cardinal signs. So each one of you brings leadership qualities in a very different yeah. way. You know, there's fire, mm-hmm. there's air and there's water. Love it. Mm. All right, let's, uh, we could talk about these forever. Like we literally could, but let's go on Mm -hmm. to, um, let's skip to Alex. And then after Alex, we'll go back to like some questions that people had, and then we'll continue on. Um, so Alex, what's up, Alex? Um, best Taurus roommate there ever was. So Alex and (laughs) (laughs) Cooper, uh, her son and Alex is a, she's a Taurus son cancer rising virgo moon and then cooper is a gemini sun libra rising taurus moon so like right away this is like the same situation as my parents and me like alex you're a taurus and your son is a taurus moon so like your very existence the way in which you shine just shines right on his emotions and so like and i also know that both parents are tauruses so how great that like both Mm. parents taurus passing that down to the taurus moon and um like quality snack time in this household you know what i mean but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to go to their place <laughs> but i was also just thinking about how like alex you have your venus in gemini and you have a gemini uh child and his mercury is also in gemini so like that that's like such a part to like pull from like your venus being in gemini like the way in which you feel loved like i feel like that's something that's so unique that you're getting from your child too it's like this is how like just his existence is, you know, his son is shining on your Venus. So I thought that that was really, really interesting. Very cool. Um, and a chatty uh, household. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of chats and snacks. Yeah. Chatty morning. dinner nights. Yeah. Chats like pizza snacks. night with chats. Like that would be like so key for their family. Like, mm. yes. Love that. Yes. Um, and also I noticed that like, uh, Cooper's North node is conjunct, uh, Alex's Mars. So like, like mom's Mars is 
wait, I got to find it on the chart so that my brain can look at it. Um, Mars is in Cancer. Did I do that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and then Cooper's North Node is in Cancer. And so I just feel like and also like Alex is a Cancer rising. And so like mom having a Cancer rising Mars in Cancer, son having North Node and Mars in Cancer, like the way in which you get things Mm -hmm. done are the same. Like you, your Mars are conjunct. You both yes. have like cancer at Mars. So that's just, you know, the, like, even just like, I, I'm just thinking like going on like shopping trips, you know, it's like, we, we, we do this the same way, like going to the grocery store. We do this the same way, you know, like having the same way of getting yeah, things just done like operating in the same way. And then as like we said, where like Martha is a Gemini rising, a daughter with a Gemini moon, this is like, Alex, you're a cancer rising with your child as a cancer north node. So like the way in which you see the world and approach the world and like kind of do your things every day is the way in which Cooper needs to, you know, like his focus for like achieving what he needs to achieve this time. And so I think that that's just a really cool, like just by the way in which you live life, he's like, ah, I got to be like mom and, you know, keep on going. And also like, family's important emotions are important and also leader energy like i know alex is such leader energy so i just love that with that mars next to the north node too yeah yeah i love that cooper's north node is also conjunct her chiron and south node it's sort of and in her first house like i think a huge part of becoming a mother and is like the shift in identity that happens and so mm. his entrance into the world really enabled that shift in how you identify. And not only is he teaching you that, but you're also teaching him because it's in his ninth house. I feel like giving that same sense of support to his sense of wonder. And he wants to feel safe because he's got that cancer, but he's also got things in the ninth house. So he does want to explore that sort of cancer Sagittarius divide. They're very different signs, but he I think at some point in his life, like is really going to need that nurturing and support when it comes to his sense of adventure and exploring and maybe, you know, how he goes off to college, which I know is crazy to think about someone who's like not yet to, um, but being able to shine that light on him and, and giving him that nurture and support in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know that like they're a travely family, which is just such a great thing for Cooper, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I know Alex like was really wondering about like, like, how do I, how do I be like a good leader? Like, how do I teach him, you know, that type of thing. And so I'm going to go back to that Mercury and looking at his Mercury is in Gemini and Alex, your Mercury is in Aries. And so these are like, again, like I would just think, oh, you've got compatible Mercuries, like the way in which you learn and teach and is, is compatible in the way in which he learns and teaches. And so it's very, and communicates. And so I feel like it's great for you to be in like leader mode and like, let's go, 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 because Gemini needs constant mental stimulation, like constant, like they are, when they are multitasking, it's like, that's when they're thriving. You know, I feel like, uh, it's like, I just think of Guillaume with riding a bike, like where he, like, if he's just like at home, multitasking is not possible. And he will be the first to like, say this, where it's like, I could do one thing at a time. And then when we're like riding bikes, which is when he's his like truest self, he's living his Gemini moon, like, (laughs) like self. And he's like, 
he can talk on the phone. He can like do all these things like at the same time. And it's like, because that Gemini moon is so like stimulated by like wind in your face, like gears going on, we have a plan, this and that. Like, and so I feel like that Gemini Mercury, when it's got like, okay, I'm leading and like, you're, you know, you need to do this, 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 and this it's like, okay. So I definitely feel like take advantage of your Aries Mercury and keep in mind, he's got that Gemini Mercury. His brain needs to be stimulated, like lots of books, lots Mm -hmm. of, um, I don't know, lots of talking. Maybe even the languages. House is his Mercury in? I'm not seeing it there. 11th house. Okay. Well, also, how old is he? Where is the year? His Mercury is Mercury's in the ninth. It's in the ninth house. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Sorry. I'm saying 11 because there's literally the number 11 there. Sorry. And the ninth <laughs> house. I'm seeing it there. I'm thinking nine, saying 11. Anyways, I think also <laughs> she should um, keep in mind that when he goes to school, he might get super distracted by all of the people in the classroom around him because Gemini Mercury is picking up all of the details. So Mm. that person beside you who's scratching their arm, that clock that's ticking on the wall, the teacher talking at the front, your friend beside you who you really want to have a conversation with, all of that is getting taken in and trying to learn at the same time really hard so he might not succeed in school but he's going to be super freaking smart yeah mm. yeah, yeah yeah and also i feel like languages uh, could be something he... yeah yeah languages oh having yeah. Mercury... Still good at language he's good yeah because he also creative. has jupiter in sag in the third oh put him in the freaking <laughs> french immersion <laughs> wait is that a thing in the united states <laughs> i don't know yeah there's some french immersions going I feel like listening to that Jessica Lanietto episode that I listened to like two weeks ago, or this week about learning has like super opened up my mind because it literally when I think back to me in elementary school in class, I remember watching the clock tick as mm. the teacher like talking. Like it's just as important as the t- like not the teacher is not priority. It's just one of yeah. the many noises that's happening. Yeah. And or like someone like like I would be observing the fuck out of the whole classroom. And then I was like, I didn't hear anything that teacher said. Mm. Like she was not interesting enough. <laughs> she did not stimulate my mind enough. No. Hey guys, our hundreds episode is coming up. Yes, we're super excited for our 100th episode. And for our 100th episode of The Stars Made Me Do It, we wanted to give back to you listeners for listening. We appreciate it so much. Thank you guys for sticking around. Uh, so we want to do a Q&A to answer your questions about either your specific chart or about astrology in general. So please send us an email or a message about what questions you have, and we will feature that in our 100th episode. Uh, our email is thestarsmademepodcast at gmail.com. And our Instagram is at the stars made me podcast. And speaking of Instagram, definitely keep tabs on our Instagram because we are going to be announcing a live where you can send us some of those questions that you have going on. And that's going to be the three of us. We're going to be talking together and we're going to be, you know, taking note of all your questions and your charts, and it's going to be a good time. So take note of that. Send everything to our email. Like Mimi said at the stars, made me podcast at gmail.com. And follow along. And thank you guys so much for listening, for being here for a hundred episodes. It's really exciting. And it's just wild to think we're, we've made it to a hundred. Would this be a good mini segue for me to talk about teaching? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, perfect. Right? I set you up for that. I planned that. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to jump in with just a little bit of a teaching note because every parent is going to end up doing some sort of teaching, but also I know not everybody listening is a parent and I feel like there are a lot of teacher people out there. So I just want to like real quick jump in with like my experience as a teacher, um, as an elementary teacher. So like really like kid kids, um, I, that was like, I've talked about this a million times, I feel like, but that's really what started me on my astrology journey was a teacher friend being like, I set my kids based on their Zodiac sign this year. And I didn't have to change anyone the first day of school. And it worked out super well. And I was like, this is weird. I will try it. And then I was like, this is too real. It's too real. And so I just feel like that's something too, to be even mindful of the way in which I approach it as a teacher was like, I knew that my, I ended up like that my two closest students that we just vibed so well, three, really all fire signs, you know? And it was just like, of course you're fire signs. And then you also see like groups of friends. I would see like, you know, two earth signs being besties. And then there being like an air sign there that was like this trio. And anytime there was an issue, it was the air sign that was like on the outs and the two earth signs that were together. You know, it's like, you see how this just like elemental compatibility works. And you also can see it with like, you can use it as such a tool where I had this one student who had a really hard time making friends and he was an air sign. And I sat him with air and fire people. And it actually ended up being one of those things where I was like, shit, they're getting along too well. You know, like I kind of might have to separate them, but it was just like, those are just things that I want to jump in with, like from a teaching perspective, if you are a teacher or even just like, you know, as a parent with your kid in school, just like thinking about like friends of kids and you know how that, like, I always, I always have to have like really big, like stand up for myself moments with my cancer friend growing up because like it just, the way in which she did things was so different from the way in which I did things. And then my best friend growing up was a Gemini. So we just like, you know, vibe completely on that level. So I just feel like from like a teaching perspective, if you are a teacher, it's so worth just like, I know you guys get on that sheet on the computer, like you have all your kids' birthdays. Like I just like went through and was like, like, this is an earth or water sign. This is an air or fire sign. And that's really how I did my seating charts at first, you know, It'd- I, what? I feel like the key would be to put all the air signs next to water signs because then you'd have a quiet class. They'd be like, <laughs> I don't got anything to say to you. <laughs> okay, my goal wasn't to like shut people up. I don't know. My goal was like for camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know my teacher would have liked if I sat by a water sign. Let me tell you. She, she would have been like, well, she's quiet for a day. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. But you put earth and fire next to each other. That earth is just like, yeah, keep on talking. I don't want to talk. So it's kind of, you know, more loud. <laughs> yeah. in that, in that you can respect. do all the talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like, you know, it's not a, like this will fix everything solution, but it's such a cool yeah. tool. It's just such a cool tool. Like where I just thinking of, you know, like every teacher has that problem child that year. You know, how nice would it have been for me to know that that problem child, my first year teaching actually was a Scorpio and like had, oh my God, I'd like, I thinking back at so many emotional, so many emotional moments where like he was really overly emotionally stimulated all the time. And like, had I known that maybe like I could have surrounded him with some grounding earth people, you know, like that would have been something mm. like that earth, like they're used to not, not even used Give to, but like, Taurus, yeah. yeah, they handle emotion. Well, it do, they don't show it the same way, but they handle that really well. You know, like I would have done that differently. Um, yeah. oh, so everyone needs you as a teacher. <laughs> 
but I just think it's like so nice. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, that's what I, I, how I see it as a tool. So like with kids charts, you, again, like you don't have to be, you don't have to know every single little detail. Like you can just know, Hey, like your son's your main vibe. Okay. And you are a fire sign, you are an air sign, whatever it is. And so, you know, that, and then like go from there. And I just think any teachers listening, it is so freaking worth like, just, I didn't, I didn't tell them as much as I would have loved to have some Zodiac talk with my kids. Like I didn't tell them, but, um, even when I didn't have birthday information, when I worked at the schools here, like that would be my first question. I'd be like, let's get to know each other. So what's your name? What's your favorite color? When's your birthday? And I was like, Taurus, Scorpio, like Gemini. <laughs> But it's just like, I love, uh, I, lo- I love that. And it's also like, there's this, there's this one kid in like my French schools that was just like, so over the top and he was a Leo. And I'm like, he needs to have his over the top moments. I acknowledge it. And then I move on. And he loves when I acknowledge it. And then we're good. Where it's like, if he's like tapping yeah, his- because yeah, sorry. Yeah. I mean, if you like shut down a Leo kid, that kid is only going to continue acting out and then it's going to feel like too much and all that stuff. So if you just nurture it and say like, okay, have your moment and then we move on, then they won't feel like they have to overcompensate with, you know, what other people consider drama. Just like, just like this one, like he, oh my God, sorry. I guess I'm just literally bit my ankle. Um, uh, <laughs> he, bit, he bit my other ankle. Stop it, man. Um, <laughs> he, um, my Leo kid no. was just like sitting at class shaking his shoulders. He was just like being little jellyfish arms. And I was like, you wobbling over there? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you think you could wobble while you work? And he was like, yeah, I can wobble while I work. And so it's like that kind of just, it, it set him on track. It's like, I know he needs the attention, but anyways. Okay. So there's a little teaching moment that I just wanted to throw in there. Cause that really does deal with kids. And, um, and as your kids like get, you know, older and they're in schools and it's just a really cool thing to keep in mind the people around them, who are they sitting with, you know? Um, and yeah, if you're a teacher, please look into it. It's such a freaking like, it's just so helpful. It's just so helpful. So helpful. Yeah. So moving on to our next pairing, we have OG listener and childhood best friend of, uh, Sierra, Laura and her child who she just had in 2021, which is so exciting. Charlotte. What's up, Um, Charlotte? I met Charlotte virtually the other day. (laughs) Little Charlotte. I know. (laughs) So yeah, um, so oh, Laura me too. is a Cancer Sun, Leo Moon, Capricorn Rising, and Charlotte is a Sag Sun, Sag Rising, like yours truly, Sierra, and a Virgo Moon. Um, and something that I thought was really interesting, and what I noticed right off the bat was uh, Laura's Mars in Aries in the third house, which to me I could definitely see in Laura. Oh yeah, it's like I'm gonna say what I want to say when I feel like saying it. Yep, <laughs> like, I'm there's Laura saying it. <laughs> um, and Charlotte has her Chiron in Aries in the third, so I almost feel like and Laura's Mars is conjunct Charlotte's Nadir and that Chiron, and I almost feel like Laura's natural skill to just say what she means when she means it is going to be so good for Charlotte, like teaching Charlotte how to speak up and how not to be afraid of being herself, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Laura is not afraid to say what she wants to say when she wants to say it. And And yes, like Laura's a cancer. She knows how to be that soft, loving, nurturing mom, but she brings the fire and Charlotte is fiery. Right. So like, yeah, Charlotte already has that sad rising, sad sun. So like she will have the 
um, the instinct to speak and speak boldly and not be afraid. But she also has that Virgo moon, which tends to like temper how they express themselves emotionally. So I feel like Laura, I just think like that being conjunct her nadir of her uh, like deep emotional self of like the well of who she is at the foundation of it all. Like Laura will light that fire under Charlotte and be like, no, like say what you mean. Don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Yes. Yes. And also speaking of what we talked about in James and his son's chart, how they have opposite Mercury's Laura and Charlotte have opposite Mercury's Laura, you've got your Mercury and Gemini mm. in the sixth house and Charlotte's got her Mercury in Sag in the 12th house. So like you really have these opposite Mercury's. So such an opportunity for like, you know, just the way in which you communicate naturally pretty much being picked up naturally by Charlotte, you know, but mm-hmm. again, there's like that. Okay. Like Laura, you're probably like words and detail and Charlotte's going to be a lot more like emotions and concepts, you know? So like, that is that kind of Pisces yeah. house, you know, like I need to be creative in the way that I explain and learn. And then Laura's a little bit more like, here are the facts and like, let's write it all out, you know? And so like that actually, I would think would be a huge asset as I also have Mercury and Sagittarius in the 12th house. I think it is a huge, when I have somebody who like gives me notes, I'm like, thank you. I can't produce these notes on my own, but I am here for a well-written like list of notes and facts and information. So I think that that could be a great way in which you can help each other, like learn and grow. Yeah. Because Charlotte has like, when you look at it on paper, like the placements of being a really bold and outspoken kid, but because her son and Mercury are in the 12th, like that can get swallowed up. You know, she might be shy. She might be reserved and might just need that extra little push of, no, it's okay for you to come out of your shell and be that more creative person, you know, know, like rather than feeling like you have to be, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like letting that 12th house shine rather than like pushing that 12th house within. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, before we do our last set of charts, um, how about we jump up to just some of the listener questions to make sure that we get those in there too. Um, we had some questions from listeners. Um, the first one is like, how do I lead or teach like my child? And so that's where, I mean, we've already talked about that jumped in with, I would really focus on that Mercury sign personally. Um, Mm -hmm. I would too, definitely. And, um, focusing on Mars too, because maybe Mars is how they like to do things. So Mercury is how you're going to get into their mind, but Mars is sort of like how you implement the action and like how you practice what they've learned. Yes. Yes. Love that. So like leading and, and teaching them the concepts and everything, Mercury, but the way in which you go about, like the way you get things done every day, like the schedule of things mm-hmm. go like, look at that Mars sign. Um, yeah, actually I just, sorry, talking about that Mars sign, it makes me think of like going to the grocery store with my dad growing up or like going shopping with him. And like, we would very much be in sync, like watching very fastly through the store, getting it done. So I feel like that's really important for like parents who are running errands and stuff with their kid like oh my god yell at them if they're a little bit slower like if you have like an Mm -hmm. earth mars and you're like a fire mars and you're like trying to like run through the store and get everything done and your earth mars kid is like like don't turn around and yell at them this is like the time where astrology is like 
a tool to teach you like now let's be patient because yes. my kid's not mm-hmm. as fast as me it doesn't mean it's worse or whatever or the opposite yeah. like what oh. if your kid's running through the yeah, store the and you're the earth mars <laughs> yes. you know like teaching them you know like or even just being like i need to meet them a little bit more like i need to maybe speed myself up a little bit more like you know we can meet in the middle mm. there it's so funny because yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mars and gemini my mom's mars and sagittarius like we totally had that just energy of like going to the grocery store, like getting things done. Let's just get things done. And oh my God, that makes so much sense. My dad with his Mars and Capricorn taking for fucking ever in the grocery store. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot say it loudly enough. Yeah, that like, would be, drive me uh, fucking wild. We would like That's take so funny. two cars. I wouldn't think Mars and Capricorn would be particularly slow because I would think Mars and Capricorn and it's exalted. That's like the most des- decisive oh. action. Like it knows I, what it wants. And it yes. I feel like they would maybe have a list, but like yeah. not for me. I'm he, like, I forget half my list and I run at the store after five minutes because I'm just trying to leave. <laughs> no, but like my dad, Mars and Capricorn, I agree. Yes, it's exalted. My dad is the best grocery shopper I have ever met. The most quality grocery shopper. Like uh, he's flex, but good. <laughs> what? It's like weird flex. flex yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like as someone who hates grocery shopping, like my dad, not only is he good at it, but he loves it so much. And he like, he is the, I'm going to go through every aisle and I'm going to get what's on the list, but I'm going to get special things in addition. That's going to make it so much better than what Mm -hmm. it was. And if you want a special treat, heck yes to that special treat. Like he is just the best grocery shopper, but like, it would be a thing where like he would start in aisle one and my mom and I would like two, three, four, five, we'd already do the whole thing. And then like pretty much leave and go do something else when my dad would finish grocery shopping. So like, that makes so much sense with that Mars. Like, oh, I just- (laughs) grocery shopping look to your mars oh, side yeah okay we should we need to ramble about this we need to ramble about it but yeah, yeah i Capricorn know would be more thorough where the like fire mars is like well actually or air mars it's like well i already mm. know that the, like the canned goods are in aisle six so i'm not going to go through one two three four yes yeah. anyways we're gonna ramble about this one day we're gonna write that no i also want to ramble about like the archetypes of the kids and the zodiac signs like yes what sign is what kid in the playground kind of thing oh yes my goodness. yes Can we write this down right now because hell yes this is like my daily entertainment (laughs) okay so for those of you who asked like you know for fun assumptions like you know uh we had an example like okay do like our fire babies the ones that never sleep or gemini's are the teacher's pet or leo parents are the fun parents like we're gonna save that for another episode we're gonna add that to a ramble because we could literally go on for the rest of forever about that yeah Yeah. um (laughs) and then um tips for good parent child communication across the board mercury yeah but also just like understanding yeah i i guess because i think for you looking at your mercury but your kid is not processing things mentally all the time Mm -hmm. your kid is just processing the way that they feel at that moment so maybe looking at how your mercury speaks to their moon you know Mm -hmm. because like we said the kids are like a pure embodiment of their moon sign yeah so rather than trying to speak to their mercury they haven't fully developed their communication styles they don't fully know their moon is the only placement that like that is who they are sans uh societal pressure sans any sort of conditioning yeah 
Yeah. Um, I actually really want to go back to this question that yes. I don't think we talked about. How do they it. learn except energy? Mm. So what kind of energy we're we talking about? Are we talking about like I feel your vibes energy? Like are we looking at the child's Neptune? Um learn and accept energy. I'm, I, would I think, don't understand the question. I would think energy there would be like to the question. No, there wasn't. But it was like okay. I would think that energy is like kids are filled with energy. So how like how do they learn or like maybe how do I accept that energy or how are they like you know getting energized like and showing energy? I would think just like they're it doesn't have to be like literally running around but just having like kids have a lot of energy. I don't know. That's what I would think. Of it oh, as. okay. Mm. Maybe that's kind of what we just talked about, like in the grocery store, if your kid's yeah. like a fire, whatever, and they're running around. Okay. We already talked about that. We don't need to go back to that. So like, I thought energy... we were going like into Neptune. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. We can, we can come back to the last, like, uh, like two or three questions at the end. Do we want to go to our, our last, um, our last kind of chart that we got from listeners. Mm-hmm. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. We have um, awesome, uh, like pretty OG listener, Kate, who was on the archery team with me. Shout out, Kate. And um, uh, she sent in her two kids charts. And I remember her sending in some information for that uh, hereditary astrology stuff, too, because she is an Aries moon with an Aries moon child which I think is really cool. Um, and mm. I don't know if you guys can see, it's like, it was so jumbled in here with Mars and North Node. I could not see what sign her other child's moon was in. If it was Libra or Scorpio. Uh, which... Libra, so opposite. Oh man, okay. So Kate. So she has two kids and they're opposite moons. So yes, like Kate, Owen, you and Owen both have that Aries moon. And then Connor- has the Libra moon. So yes, like Mimi just said, opposite moon. So both of your kids have opposite moons and then you and one of your, you know, and Connor have opposite moons. So what another cool but like, opposition she thing. and Connor share the same Libra rising. Ooh, how great is hereditary astrology, man? Like, it's just so cool. <laughs> um, but I know that you said that um, Owen has a lot of like, you know, that wacky, fiery Aquarius sun, Aries moon energy. Like, how does one like tackle that? Um, so I would also like like to look at his Mars here because what his Mars is in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen's Mars is in yeah. Sagittarius. So I feel like already Aries moon and then what that's going to be trying his Mars or relatively uh, so making like a good communication shape with his Mars and Sagittarius Mars. I always think of is someone who needs to do sports is someone who needs to like mm-hmm. do things that are like in teams and um, getting, I don't know. It's like a getting energy out sign. So I feel like constantly having some sort of activities. I don't know. What do you think? I also feel like with it being in the ninth house, I almost feel like put him on the debate team that kid can talk, you know? Ooh. Um And if you're trying to maybe temper or harness some of that really fiery, airy energy, I would point to his Venus in Pisces, put him in some sort of art class, music class, an instrument, because that's where he's really going to tap into that Pisces of, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to flow with how I'm feeling rather than I got to take action. I got to move all of the time. Like that Venus is really, and it's right on the ascendant, um, like 
that is really where you're going to be able to have him slow down a little bit, like pointing him towards that Pisces. I like that. I don't see that Venus. I see Neptune on the Ascendant. Yeah, Venus Sorry, is I'm... right under it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm not used to looking at this kind of chart. Yeah. Um, but wow, he's sensitive with that Neptune right on the Ascendant too. I feel like he can, mm-hmm. he what might um, lose himself in things sometimes. And that can be a good thing with that um, Sag Mars on his midheaven in the sense that he could lose himself in projects, but also just um, making sure to come back and ground him. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, that has nothing to do with like parent. Well, it is kind of parenting, no, I guess. It does. Yeah. Definitely making sure you come back and ground him because um, he can get his head up in the clouds and in the abyss. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't I mean, know. She, Kate has. Yeah. I mean, Kate, you're a Virgo, you know, like you've got like that, that grounding energy. So definitely like your, like, I don't know the way in which you are organized or the way in which that you are a grounded person, like that can be an asset, especially to that Pisces placement too. Kind of like how I said opposite with like, you know, me having that Pisces placement or, you know, or Laura's daughter having that Pisces, uh, you know, uh, Mercury in Pisces house versus that, kind of, you know, like Virgo house energy, like you've got the Virgo energy that has the ability to have the structure, like providing the structure for a all over the place type of energy is super helpful. Even mm-hmm. if that's not how they are, they can thrive with structure. It complements. Yes. Voila. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because his descendant is Virgo. Her son is conjunct oh, yeah. his descendant and his vertex. So I feel like the way that she implements that structure, routine and groundedness in his life now is really going to help him forward, like in his relationships and his future relationships. Well, yeah, he's going to date a Virgo one day because they ground the (laughs) hell out of him. I'm literally (laughs) just joking, but like he's going to have like Virgo best friends and stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then with Connor, he's a Pisces son. So that opposition yeah the moon and the sun like there's so much opposition here your moons are opposite and your suns are opposite Mm -hmm. but you have the same rising that same libra rising so that i think is really interesting also connor has like a like a strong neptune placement too like he has neptune right on his sun so he's gonna have that same thing so thank god their mom is like earth she grounds the hell out of them love Mm. that love that and also i just want to say in a really good way because they're both intellectuals as well and she that virgo is like an intellectual earth sign yes yeah just like through words and like grounding conversations and things like that Mm. i feel like a lot of lessons for kate in this is like you don't always have to be grounded you know maybe Mm. letting yourself Mm. lean into the fluidity because they do Mm. both have prominent pisces placements like letting yourself let go a little bit i think is a little bit of what your kids are teaching you Mm. i love that oh i love that and i love the idea of like this isn't just you know like we think of parenting okay how can i help my child but it's also like man children really help us like they really really help us yeah and that is such a cool way to flip that or like you are a super grounded person kate and it is really like what a cool thing that you have kids that are like allow you to loosen that grip a little bit in such a positive way Mm. yeah yeah. And also, I mean, if you look at Mercury's, like Kate's Mercury is in the 12th and it's Libra. 
so there is a tendency maybe to swallow your words or maybe put everybody else's needs in like uh, as priority. Connor's Mercury is in Aquarius in the they're fifth. Both He's going to say whatever the heck. Yeah, they're both Aquarius. So they're both just going to say, no, like this is what's right. I don't care what everybody wants. This is the progress <laughs> that we need kind of thing. <laughs> so kind of putting you out of that comfort zone, but they're compatible because they're both um, they're, they're all both air. air signs. Yeah. But that difference between Libra and Aquarius, like the fact the people pleasing versus people progress mm. owens is in the 12th too that mercury so he mm-hmm. he um which is interesting because then he has like a, like a lot of fire like communications we'll see how that shows up yeah yeah i kind of like i feel like owen is the middle ground between connor and kate mm-hmm. when it comes to communication because mm-hmm. he'll see how both of them function how cool ah I Very just, cool. it's like, I feel like I'm the middle ground of communication between my parents, you know? <laughs> and it's like, this mm-hmm. is like uh, a way, you know, like, oh, I'm between like my mom and my sibling. I, I kind of am that middle person. Very cool. Yeah. So to like end it off, let's go with those last couple questions. Um, we have like, what are some activities, uh, ideas for activities based off of chart? Like if you're a water sign, do you do swim lessons? Like, I love this idea <laughs> of like, we can really generalize like your sun sign, moon sign activities, or maybe even Mars sign activities. Mm. Hey, have a Sagittarius kid, put them up for archery. <laughs> but really, but really like literally, <laughs> but literally like what's up over here? Like, uh, my Sag Mercury sun rising archer you know Mm. um but yeah water sign yeah swim lessons i mean and i would even look at top three i would even look at mars too like i'm thinking guillaume is a you know he's a scorpio rising and he loves nothing more than swimming in the pool and it's like that's not i like swimming Mm. in the pool if it's in my backyard for fun i get to lay on a raft but like swimming actual swimming that is guillaume's jam I feel like I would really look at the fifth house because fifth house rules the child, the inner child, the sense of play, Mm. like letting yourself just have fun. And then also rules hobbies. So like looking at your kid's fifth house, you know, like Sierra, you have Taurus fifth house. Your parents just put you through like instruments and, and stuff like that, like letting them explore what makes them have fun and has like helps them connect to their child likeness. I love the idea of looking at your kid's fifth house because guess what? Gam's fifth house is ruled by Pisces. So of course he fucking loves swimming, <laughs> little fishy. Oh my God. And I yeah, with that. me and all my instruments and like artistic pursuits. Yeah. Love mm. it. Okay. So for- How would that fit for Matilda, Martha? Where's her fifth house? Aquarius. I was literally just looking at that. And- mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I don't really know what an Aquarius activity would be. Nobody does. The no, weirdest <laughs> little thing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Nobody. You'll be surprised by what she likes to do. What Matilda yeah. likes to do is to paint and then to slowly paint her face at the same time. So like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally. But. But just like activity wise, I feel like when they're young and you don't really know yet, it comes mm-hmm. back to that like top three. Like, for example. Yeah. Matilda needs to move her body and use like physical energy and then at the same time it's not like go run around the track because like that's going like, to annoy her it's like there needs to be like some sort of thought process so like mm. some She's like also... ninja warrior shit oh my god 
ninja warrior shit i have a, oh an God, aries yes. friend who literally is like does ninja warrior shit that's so funny um but matilda also needs people she's a libra rising so like you know think of it oh, yeah. as like a combination too of like you know she needs to be around other kids uh whereas other mm-hmm. you know kids don't need that as much i mean it's always good to be around other kids but you know it shows up differently um but i love that looking to the fifth oh, house yeah, so- she is a people person people team sports mm-hmm. maybe yeah um if you're an earth sign if you're like kid is an earth sign or has that prominent kind of earthy placements i mean i'm just thinking about like some of my earth cousins who were like legit digging in the dirt outside like you know like planting gardening stuff doing that with them like if they've got prominent earth placements like i just feel like earth signs love to literally have their hands in the dirt like one of my like nieces i remember she just (laughs) shoved her like a whole like handful of dirt in her mouth and she just came inside like oh and we were like what the heck but an earth sign like she needed to do that she needed to experience that was not enough to just have a little bit it could be that or it could be the total opposite where it's like i want to get my hands dirty or like total clean like kind of prissy like picky about what you want to do kind of thing oh like I don't want to get dirt like I I just imagine like some Taurus kids I can see absolutely like a Taurus kid or even a Capricorn kid that like wants to play in the dirt and like get dirty or whatever but I can also see them being like uh no like I want to be responsible here and I don't want to have to take a second bath today kind of thing you know I okay I can I can see it from that perspective too but then it's like I mean I I was obsessed with the fact that I could have gardening gloves as a kid you know that I'm like I get to do this <laughs> with gardening gloves so like even just like I don't know being out being out in nature like nature activity sounds really yes. dove for earth sign but like at the same time yes um mm-hmm. or just sign. like goal oriented things yeah like what we're moving towards kind of thing like long-term projects yeah and like so for any like air sign activities I mean using your brain um things that are using your brain I don't know like not that everything obviously uses your brain but it's not the same type of mental stimulation puzzles. planting a garden yeah, yes puzzles. like puzzles and and those type of like solving Word like searches yeah. yeah yeah sudoku oh man throw them into i love sudoku. sudoku okay okay Oof. okay 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 like absolutely absolutely not to sudoku absolutely not on my part to sudoku <gasps> and i have an air i have an air mars but i will say puzzles for me specific type of puzzles you got a math brain me and i don't know about you martha like in sudoku mm-hmm. because i just like i can't even do the children ones i cannot but like I love, I love a good spatial puzzle. I love a good spatial well, puzzle I where you have, it's tangible. I, I don't hate a puzzle. I hate a regular boring. puzzle. No, I totally agree. <laughs> but you know, those puzzle things where you're like, here's like the red car. You have to move all the other cars that can only move this way or this oh, way in order no. to get the car out. That is my everything. So this is going to be I a ramble know. too. Yeah. This is going to be a ramble. That would annoy the hell out of me. Okay. We'll get into that. We got to dissect that. <laughs> we should ramble about this. Are we writing these things down? I wrote one down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess, okay, last thing to kind of talk about that wasn't super thorough, but we'll have to get into it more on a ramble. Um, but tips for... Um, for advice for nurturing the evolved traits of your kid. I love that. I'm pretty sure that was Julie who asked that. I love that. Yeah. Like nurturing the evolved traits and just even being aware that like, I I just love the idea of evolved versus unevolved. And we all go through ebbs and flows of that, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think Mm. for nurturing the evolved traits? 
I think that is exactly where looking at your child's chart is the biggest asset. Because if your kid, like say they have a mercury in Pisces and, um, you know, they get really overwhelmed emotionally and they keep thinking that that's a negative quality, it is kind of your job or your, your, um, opportunity to say, Hey, you have the unique skill of being able to communicate through your emotions. Why don't you try writing a poem, you know, like nurturing. I mean, it's exactly how you said it. Like literally nurture those traits and spin them when they feel like maybe it's a negative quality, or you can see how it could be a negative quality in some situations to turn the situation and say, okay, we're going to use your talent here in another way later on right now let's tap into maybe your uh, Capricorn Mars kind of thing so I think it really is just knowing what the evolved traits are and just pointing them towards that directing them towards it rather than like fear parenting kind of thing yeah and like I'm thinking like going back to that teaching perspective like what I would do, like before I even knew all of this astrological stuff, which is the, such now a tool to think of it astrologically. If I had a student that was like really not focusing on something, but I know they focus so well during this other time, it'd be like, Hey, you know, when we're doing like writing and you are in it and blah, 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 blah. I want you to like, think about what gets you in that zone. And I want us to just like be in that right now for science, you know, like, let's just, so think about like, even, Hey, you know, like that, like you got, like, there was a lot of emotions happening here. That's, that's really great that you have that emotional, blah, blah, blah. Remember what happens when you're in music class and you are very like, you know, you're, you know, you take it very seriously. Like, let's apply that when we're in blah, 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 blah. So like, I just feel like kids mm-hmm. also being heard and like every kid, the kids that like, oh my God, after being a freaking all pair too, the, the reason why kids act up is because they want they want to be, they want to like have the, my parent notices me and they are here for mm-hmm. my safety. The safety is such a huge thing. And if like, if I am like about to do something dangerous and nobody even notices, like, you know, versus if I'm about to do something dangerous, I know my parents going to pay attention now, you know, type of thing where it's like kids mm-hmm. just being noticed. So I would say for that evolved thing, just even being like, I noticed that you do this, blah, blah, blah. I think that already just triggers a positive reaction of like, oh, mom or dad saw yeah. that I am this way and, and not in a negative way. Just be like, I noticed that like you were very emotional because yeah. of that. I noticed that you were really angry when that happened. You know, I feel like that is something just like having the way that they are naturally being addressed in like a neutral way <laughs> is like such a tool yeah. for triggering the positive, like the evolved qualities. It's like yeah, every just kid a, just wants to be seen. Yeah. yeah. Wants to be seen and wants to be loved for who they are. And they mm-hmm. yeah, want to feel like they are, they are okay being who they are. And I think a lot of it is just passing down self-awareness and being like, Hey, did you notice that you, you react this way? Or like, Hey, do you notice that you are really good at this kind of thing to just like, you know, bring that to your kid's attention if they, you know, aren't aren't aware of how they're acting in certain situations. Yeah. And like, just with the knowing what your kids like main, you know, signs are helps you like do it in a way where it's removing frustration, which I feel like frustration so often, like the kind of, you know, harbors those more like unevolved traits, you know, like it kind of gives fuel to that fire. And so just even being Mm -hmm. aware of it, I feel like just allows such an opportunity for more of the evolved ones to come out. Like an Aries child that was an au pair for with two cancer parents who just like 
uh, you know, it was such a, there was such tumultuous energy there. And when I would mm. pause and be like, you know, I don't want to, he was like, I don't want to wear, I want to wear this sweater out. And I was like, okay, it's raining really hard. If we pour water on this, the water goes right through it. If we pour water on this, the water doesn't go through it. Like if you want to wear this sweater, you can, but we need to put this one on top. And like, he was pissed, but he understood. Whereas they were just like, put it on, we're going. Mm. And it's like, he yeah. had this learning moment. He was frustrated, but he understood like that kind of thing. I feel like it's just like the Aries kind of breathes a little bit with more information, you know? So mm. that's the kind of energy that I think helps those evolve traits. Well, I think this was a great episode and I can't wait to like talk more about it through rambles and stuff. Cause I feel like this should be like a three-part episode, honestly. I know, seriously. <laughs> oh my God. So much information, so long, but so quality, like. There's just, there's so much to talk about with this. There's so much to talk about. And I also feel like our generation of people, like the three of us, like, you know, the millennial generation are having kids now. Like so many people are having kids now. So I love that they're like millennials and like, you know, and Gen Z are super into and other generations are super into astrology, becoming more and more into it. And like, what a cool tool that like, we then get to use and apply astrology to like parenting. Yeah, I feel like, our generations um, went through a lot of pain and stuff through like our generations were really the first ones where people were getting divorced and like going through all of these like big changes. And I feel like now we're trying to break generational traumas in this generation. Scorpio generation. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this is the time. So um, I think this is really important to like, yeah, know your kid, know how to parent them. And also understand that, if you know yourself and you know your kid and then some days you still have a bad parenting day, that's okay too. Yeah. You can't be perfect. Even if you know freaking astrology, I know <laughs> seems like we're perfect, but there's days. <laughs> that's what everyone's been like thinking. Of perfection. <laughs> Every listener is thinking how perfect we see. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I had to say. I, had, I just had to let them know. <laughs> Oh, you had to break it down pretty gently. We're actually not. Yeah. <laughs> no, my fear of armpits still triggers me to this day. So. Oh my god. Perfection oh my is perfection is not real. I, I well, and with that. And with that, <laughs> Martha, why are we talking about children's charts today? Because the stars freaking made us do it. Yeah, they did. And voila. <laughs> And the kids. And the kids. <laughs> oh, and the kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs>